안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. Last night, uh, event was so beautiful, very much significant. So I really appreciate our Dr. Woods, such a beautiful arrangement. And also I really appreciate all the speakers, Bilay, Rouse, Dr. Ward and William, other lecturers. It was really very much a profounding you know, presentation. So I'd like to suggest to the national leader, Naokimi, I think our headquarters fully have to be responsible for this uh, event as an annual event cooperating together at UTS. I really, uh, really yesterday event was really incredibly beautiful. And also we can reflect on many, many things and also the what should we do, you know? And then we can see incredible, our true father, true mother's incredible sacrifice. So I think we, we still, if we put our effort in Jungsung someday, we can remove that kind of the about the situation. So I think if we if we reach our Jungsung to some certain level, eradicate that kind of the uh, case. Thank you so much once again. All your great effort, you know and then presentation. Today, I'd like to talk about, same as yesterday, rain and cold wind give way to peace. I'd like to invite Heavenly Hani to lead. I grew up in a time of global turbulence from which my homeland of Korea was not exempt. As our people endured Imperial Japan's colonial rule and the Korean War, a wild rush of confused ideas and values wreaked havoc on our traditions. The people of the world, even the Christian nations, struggled as their societies descended into chaos. Where were we to turn? When there was no institution to depend on and no shelter to protect my heart, I remembered one thing, God, is my father. I grew up holding the belief that I would realize the dream and hope of God, convinced that within my lifetime, I would complete the long, sorrowful, providential journey to restore God's original ideal for his children. I retained my faith no matter what happened. It was with this heart that I decided to receive the blessing in marriage with some young moon and with him work to prevent religious conflicts and factions from continuing beyond my generation. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. Turu Mother said, when there, there was no uh, institution to depend on and no shelter to protect my heart. I believe in one thing. God is my father. 
I grew up holding the belief that I would realize the dream and hope of God. Like a true mother, the strength of our faith comes from the absolute conviction that God is my father, I am his son or daughter. You know, this is a really, really important point. I really inspire mother's faith. And father also often mentioned, wherever you go, whenever you face any kind of the trial difficulties, how you can overcome it. You need to really have, you know, absolute conviction that God is my parent. He's my beloved father. He is with me all the time. And then who I am? I am child of God. I am son of God. I am daughter of God. True mother has the absolute conviction. You know, no shaking at all. Even true father in the prison, when he received the torturing, any situation, how he could overcome both of them, true father and true mother. Because they have absolute conviction, this kind of the relationship with God. Wow, that's why I really need to inherit from true parents. I need to learn from that. So if, if we, okay, have this kind of the relationship with God and no doubt at all in any situation, this, can, this one can become strength of the, our faith. God is really, really my father. He loves me so much, even though I, even though sometimes I can forget him, but he always loves me with his chaksarang. No matter what, I am son of God. If we have that kind of conviction and absolute faith, we are no need to worry anything. If you have a faith in this and any situation, you can overcome any trials and uh, tribulations. Strengths also come from such a filial piety, such kind of the father and child relationship that as children, you will liberate God from his sorrows in any situation or death and make sacrifice to realize his wish. Because true mother lived with such absolute faith in heavenly parents, she was able to overcome all hardships. Not only true mother, not only like a true father. I should be like that. Of course, mother was the God's only begotten daughter. True father is the only God's begotten son. Not because of only begotten daughter, only begotten son. What did what, what did my about the final goal? Need to go back to his bosom. Cannot separate from heavenly parents. This kind of really conviction and absolute faith. 
not just only understand by intellectually and have such kind of spiritual conviction, you already experience it. Surumada also said that convinced that within my lifetime, I would complete the long, the long, the long and sorrowful providential journey to restore God's original ideal for his children. She said, I retained my faith no matter what happened. I really learned from Turumada, I need to have that kind of the determination if Heavenly Father is my father. True parents are my own parents. Then I need to have the same kind of determination like a true mother, the determination, faith, and vision to end the indemnity and restore God's 6,000 years of history could not exhaust true mother. This is a really amazing true mother's determination. True mother said, I was determined to uh, prevent religious conflicts and factions from continuing beyond my generation. If the body uh, correspond, uh, corresponds to politics, then the mind corresponds to religion. All problems come from internal problems rather than external ones. Therefore, and then through mother many times mentioned about the role of the ACLC. Our ACLC need to take responsibility for the first generation Christians of America. YCLC need to take responsibility for the second generation Christians. Then they need to go further and embrace other religions as well. In that sense, the ACLC should not only be responsible for uniting Christianity, but also to unite other religions as well. We learn really incredible things from True Mother. Please read. Conflicts caused by religious divisions must now stop. I am also determined to resolve racial divisions and the conflicts that have arisen from them. In 1982, I accomplished one of my promises to heaven. In the two decades after our holy wedding, I bore 14 children, seven sons and seven daughters. When they were just days old, my husband and I offered each child to God and the world. Each has supported us heroically in their own way and each is now pioneering their own course. They have given us more than 40 grandchildren. Now I am always on the move, traveling the five seas and six continents, working to establish a world without war and conflict and to release God from his sorrow. Already 60 years have passed said one of my oldest friends from the early days of the church. There is a saying that time is like an arrow. I replied, and it is so true. The path of the last 60 years has flown straight to the target, filled with difficulties and obstacles. Together, 
with joy and success. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. Yes. Wow. Mother's dedication and devotion is amazing. She had, she has uh, 14 children. And she completely offered for her own children for God. Her own children not belong to her, offered to heavenly parents, including her entire life. You know? that kind of a dedication and devotion for heavenly parents. That's why I reflect on myself. Did I do like that? My wife often told me that I completely offer my husband to heaven. <laughs> you know, in the beginning, my wife is struggling and struggling, struggling with me because she knows my character. Once I involve very much focus and sometimes forget the family. And whenever she's struggling about this matter, and finally she decided, and she, she think that I completely offer my husband. Since she had that kind of heart and mindset and then she liberated. <laughs> I'm so sorry to my wife and family. I am thinking that, okay, for me, did I offer my wife like a true mother? Do I offer my first child like that? Do I offer my second child like that? Do I offer my third child like that? Uh, am I ready to offer my three children, grandchildren, four or five? I do not know how many grandchildren. I have a heart to offer for the sake of God's will or not. Not just only me, not just only my wife, entire my family member. They are really ready, ready to offer their life for the sake of God's will. We need to learn from our beloved trauma. She's a really amazing, you know, the lady. Today's father's word, the reason behind the loss of first love for me, I think because of this content, I really, again, reflect on myself. Again and again, how much important it is. Please listen carefully what Father is saying. He said, the reason behind the loss of a first love. What's the reason? Why we lost the first love? Please read carefully. Heavenly honey. The reason behind the loss of first love. If you have fallen out of love, who has to re-educate you? The reason you have lost your first love is because you have lost sight of God's sorrow. God is the father 
and we are the children. It is a parent-child relationship that can be together forever. However, right now we are in the opposite position. Do you feel the truth behind these words? Even if you know that the father is toiling hard and sorrowful, if you do not know the reason behind why he is toiling hard and sorrowful, then it is futile. Yes, thank you. Father said, the reason you have lost your first love is because you have lost the sight of God's sorrow. To me, this sentence is really, really give me incredible impact. If we really remember this father's word, the reason you have lost your first love, why you are getting tired on the way, why you leave church, why you are struggling with somebody, and then why you could not overcome, why you give up on the way, What's the main reason? Because you lost your first love. What's the first love? Father said, your first love is what? God's true love. When you lost sight of God's sorrow, it means you lost the first love. As you know, God loves me forever with his jaksara. Because he is my parents, even though children can forget him, but parents never ever forget his own children. Who is God? God, absolute God, eternal God, unchanging God. So once, okay, once become his own children, can never forget his jaksarang all the time. Because God is my parents. He loves me forever with his jaksarang, no matter what. No matter what. Does not, you, Heavenly Father does not care much. You love God or not, but his jaksarang as a parent continuously, every second, every moment for 24 hours. Therefore, as long as you love your children, you cannot be exhausted. The moment we forget God's sorrow, we compromise with the reality and then we repeat for the nature. Why father never get tired? How come his energy is really unstoppable? How come his energy continuously be on sleeping and eating and resting until the moment of death? How can he maintain his strength and power all the time? True father, never ever lost God's first love. His first love is what? God's 
sorrowful heart. He thought that, you know, in the beginning, God is almighty God, so powerful God, nothing lacking. But when he see God's reality, he came to understand God is the most miserable guy. That's why he, true father, he determined to console him, comfort him. He determined to save God. That's why always keep that kind of the, you know, uh, God's sorrowful heart. Therefore, as a filial sons and daughters, do not leave the sorrowful position of God. A child who leaves their parents' sorrow and leaves centered on his or her own desire is not a child. When God worked so hard and endured sorrow, there is no use if we do not know anything about it. The way to keep your first love is to always experience and cherish God's sorrow. When you lose your first love, you lose everything. If you lose your first love, you will lose God through parents and awareness of salvation. Therefore, always keep in mind what is my first love? And true father, never ever forget his first love. When he started his mission, God is such sorrowful man, sorrowful being. That is the motivation to keep his strength, even from mother gone through so much persecution and difficulties, hardships, how she maintained her life of faith. Of course, she's the God's begotten daughter, but the more important thing, she realized, she experienced that. Not just when God is her own father. She had incredible experience, God's reality. God is a sorrowful God. That's why I'm worried, even myself. If I lose my first love, God is a sorrowful heart. Anytime I become horizontal, anytime I can go my own way, anytime I lose my seriousness, let's learn from our true parents. Revelation chapter two, verse three to seven, mentioned very clearly, you have forsaken your first love. The letter are to Ephesus, mentioned very clearly about here. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary, yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. 
If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your uh, lampstand from its place. This is really, you know, a teach us. True mother pointed out that America has lost the same uh, Puritan spirit as its first love. So what should we do? What should I do? First, you must remember where you lost your first love. Second, you must repent. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. This is an incredible judgment, actually. Your position is the first blessed couple. And our nation is a nation of the elder son, Christian nation, chosen nation. If we cannot about the rest of our, our first love, Bible said very clearly, you know, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from each place. In the sense, who do not know how important, you know, the mission, you know, of the ACLC in America. The role of the ACLC, the mission of the ACLC is very important according to True Mother's guidance. We must remember again the lost uh, Puritan spirit. And we have to find the lost God and bring him back again. Therefore, though, there must be a great spiritual awakening in American Christianity centering on ACLC. This is the mission of ACLC. We have to really repent what we lost, how to restore back and God's first love. How can we go back to founding spirit, Puritan spirit? It is as if the disciple of Jesus repent, repented centering on resurrected Jesus. A great repentance movement have to take place until the Holy Spirit of God comes upon us. When a genuine repentance movement takes place, the work of the Holy Spirit have to occur and it will de uh, develop into a movement to be reborn again. How will our unification movement keep culture first love? It means that we must not forget God's sorrowful heart toward our, our heavenly parents for even a moment. We should always live with a sorrowful heart, a longing for our heavenly parents. That's why I, you know, since I came to the America and I remind you again and again and again and again, every day I'm talking about God's sorrowful heart. Because God's sorrowful heart, that was our true father's motivation to go forward without, without, without you know, a tiring. That is our father's strength and power. That's why we need to go back to, you know, our founding spirit. Today's youth ministry, what kind of person easily becomes an enemy? Know that close family members can become enemies. 
Anyone who knows me well and can become an enemy. If a person who knows my pain well and share that pain does not have the same heart, becomes an enemy. Who were Jesus' greatest enemies? They were his disciples who followed Jesus but did not understand his heart. Jesus' three disciples, Peter, John, and James, did not understand Jesus' internal heart and sufferings. In the final battle, whether Jesus should go to the place of the cross or not, the three disciples did not know the incredible circumstance and sorrowful heart of Jesus who faced death. Oh my God, how much Jesus was serious and pray and pray whole night. If someone supports Jesus and lay the foundation to support Jesus, and have the same heart, same situation, same circumstance, and then already lay the spiritual foundation for him not to go to the, the way of the cross. Who is Jesus' enemy? After Jesus prayed, he walked his disciples up and asked them to pray again. But they fell asleep again. If only the three disciples were awake and prayed, they, couldn't, they could have blocked Jesus from going the way of the cross. I'm not blaming just only Jesus' disciples. Jesus' disciple was me. Their betrayer is my betrayer. We need to reflect on that way. <clears throat> Who make true father suffer? True mother suffer? <clears throat> Actually, not outside the people. We are the one who know God. We are the know, know the divine principle. We are the know true parent suffering. How much internally, artistically understand our true parent cause? 2,000 years ago, Jesus' story, not just only story. Relate to me directly, centering on my daily life. If the three disciples of Jesus had wept with Jesus and prayed for his release from the cross, Jehovah God, who had led Israel with the pillars of fire and cloud, would have come down and walked. Based on unity. If there is unity, always create miracles. Where there is unity, can protect from the Satan all the time. This unity is the problem. Satan loves and likes this unity. Even though we are incapable people, but when we create unity, God walking through the unity. Unity is God. Where there is unity between mind and body, there is definitely there is God. There is unity between Cain and Abel, there is definitely God is there. There is unity between husband and wife, there is definitely God is there. Unity is God. 
There's no unity. It is a condition Satan invade. Why our Jesus need to go through that kind of suffering? Can you imagine that? How much Jesus was so sorrowful before go to the way of the cross. How much did he cry out? How much did he shed tears? Jewish people do not believe in him. Even his own disciples do not believe in him. Even his three own disciples did not understand his heart. How much our Jesus was lonely. How much he was desperation. He think no matter what I need to survive. Oh, my Lord Jesus, how much miserable he was. Jesus, as, uh, Jesus uh, uh, as the fall of the first human ancestors, uh, just as the fall of the first human ancestors, Adam and Eve was caused by their ignorance of God's heart. And circumstances, the disciple also did not understand Jesus' circumstances and sorrowful heart which ultimately led to Jesus going the way of cross. When Job, you know the Job's trial, when Job went through the difficult trials and lost everything, his wife came to me and did not understand his situation, or rather, she asked, where is, where is the God you believe in? And what is your sin? Job's wife, along with her relatives, and pointed fingers at him and accused, Are you still looking for God? If Job's wife and console her husband's heart when he was in difficult situation, saying, We came empty handed. So we go empty handed. God would have been moved. And Satan could not, could no longer accuse them. Unity is the key. Cannot make unity become enemy, easily become enemies. From this standpoint, Job's wife was an empty to him. An enemy, Job's wife was an enemy to him. Job's wife was you know, deprived of all her uh, property and her husband was put to death. So she eventually left God. If you are in the position to share happiness and sorrow together, but stand in the opposite position, you become an enemy. Historically, all enemies have been in the family and originated from their closest two brothers and sisters, Adam's family. Who, who were God's enemy? Adam and Eve, God's children. Who is the enemy of Abel? Cain killed Abel. In Noah's family, who is Noah's enemy? His wife, his children. And then you see 
and then Joseph's brothers and sisters, who is the enemy of the Joseph, who sold him to the Egypt. Can you imagine that? Imagine that. Who became our enemy? Most of enemy within our own family, closest to brothers and sisters. Therefore, the one who wins at home is the one who can overcome everything. So you have to love the person closest to you. You have to serve the person closer to you as God. What kind of person is to become an enemy? Actually, within our own family. Therefore, anyone win over your spouse, anyone win over your children, anyone win over your own brothers and sisters, anyone win over your parents and creating unity, centering on three generations, four generations, creating four realms of what? Cultivating heart. That was God's wishes. Three blessings within families. No need to talk about outside the persecution, Christianity, persecution, we can overcome. Who hold you most? The closed person. If the closed person do not unite with you, do not understand your heart, and easily become the enemy. That's why, you know, your family is very important. No matter what, I need to love my spouse. No matter what, I need to overcome the difficulties how to love my own children without giving up. Do you agree with me, my brothers and sisters? Loving your enemy, it begins from your own family. Who is my enemy? Your body is your enemy. The closest person to become your enemy. However, when we build up the relationship, you need to relationship with you, our closed person, there is the kingdom of heaven. Let's build up that kind of kingdom of heaven our, within our own family first. Need to show our family, ideal family, ideal relationship between husband and wife. That is the reconciliation. That is the, uh, how to say, the liberate God's heart. He's a sorrowful heart. His sorrowful heart is actually within our own family. Need to start from our own family. Thank you very much.